Well, good morning, church. I'm so glad that you've chosen to worship God with us. I hope that you are celebrating with your family at home. And I, I see uh, Bill Horn and Tina on the, on the stream. I see Tavon. Welcome and praise God. Christ is risen indeed. Hello to Neil and Aaron and Roxy, to Anthony, to Michelle, to my family at home. We are so glad that you're with us this morning. And we had a, an interesting beginning to our morning, didn't we? I had a, a big storm come through, and I felt like it was almost perfect for the moment because as the storm broke and the sun came out, it's just like what happened on Easter morning when God overcame the storm. And Jesus, through his death and resurrection, defeated death and sin once and for all. Now, I'm wondering, are we struggling feeling like it's Easter? You know, I feel like we're in the midst of the Grinch stole Easter. Instead of Christmas this time, the Grinch stole Easter. The Grinch took our Easter egg hunts, our helicopter drops with eggs in it. The, the Grinch took our family pictures and dressing up and even be able to gather in this place. Can we be like the Who's of Whoville and celebrate what it is truly about with all the trappings taken away? I believe that we can. But because it is about so much more, Christ won the victory that day 2,000 years ago. Jesus, through his death, took away all power of our sin. But he was vindicated when he rose and ran out of the, the grave three days later. Church, what I'm asking you to do is for all of us to run out of our graves this morning. You know, there's so much about our world that is not as it should be. And the pandemic has shown us this. Now, the pandemic is not of human creation, but it has exposed the fault lines in our human culture. We need to live as Christ has called us to live. And I think part of the problem is, is that we are still stuck in our graves, whatever it is that is causing us to hold back. For some, it's fear. For some, it's anxiety. For some, it is sin. It may be addiction. It may be the lack of wanting to give up control to God, our Savior, and run from the grave. But Jesus this morning has risen from the grave and proven all things that he said was true. In church, today we are called to run from the graves and celebrate what God is doing and wants to do in this world in every way that we can. Jesus is calling you to get up out of your grave and break the chains of what is holding you back. Our scripture this morning comes from John chapter 20. Starting with verse 1, you heard the kids read this, and that was such a beautiful job this morning. But I want to read it again because it is incredibly important. Starting with verse 1, early in the morning on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw the stone had been taken away from the tomb. She ran to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they have put, them, put him. Peter and the other disciple left to go to the tomb. They were running together, but he was there first. They were running together, but the other disciple was first, faster than Peter and was the first to arrive. Bending down to take a look, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but did not go in. Following him, Simon Peter entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. He also saw the face cloth that had been on Jesus' head. It wasn't with the other clothes, but was folded up in its own place. 
Then the other disciple, the one who arrived at the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They didn't understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. Then the disciples returned to the place they were staying. But Mary stays. Mary wants to know what happened. And so she's looking around and she sees a man that she thinks is a gardener, but she does not yet recognize Jesus. Now it is no accident that the author of the book of John describes Jesus as a gardener. You see, when, G- when God created the world, God created a garden for us to live in. And God often refers to the people of Israel as his vineyard or his gardener. And so here is Jesus, after the resurrection, the gardener, the steward of creation, standing before the tomb. And Mary asks the gardener, where have they put my Lord? But it is not until Jesus says her name, Mary, that she realizes who he is and falls to her feet. Jesus Christ calls our name this morning, church. And when Jesus calls our name, we are to come out of the grave and experience the resurrection like never before, just like Mary did on that day. And then Jesus tells her to go back to the disciples and let them know what is happening. And so she runs and tells them. In our next scripture, starting with verse 19, finds them still afraid. It was still the first day of the week. That evening while the disciples were behind closed doors, because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities, Jesus came and stood among them. But listen to what he says. Peace be with you. After this, he showed them his hands and his side. And when the disciples saw the Lord, they were filled with joy. And Jesus said again, peace be with you. As the Father sends me, so I am sending you. Notice that he tells the disciples peace. In the midst of our storm, in the midst of our wilderness, Jesus comes into our life and resurrection power and says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then he tells them, as I have been sent by the Father, so I am sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they are not forgiven. You see, The disciples were still afraid. They heard from Mary that Jesus had rose from the dead. They'd seen that the body was gone, and yet they were still afraid. It's as if they were still in their graves. They had not yet experienced the resurrection power of Jesus. And so Jesus appears to them, and he says, peace be with you. And he lets them feel the wounds in his hands and the wounds in his side to know that he is who he says he is. And then once they start to experience the resurrection, the joy, the the depth of their fear and their pain that this person that they love, that this movement that they thought would change the world had ended, they believed that all was lost. And now, in the midst of the resurrection, that joy, that hope started blossoming within them to give them strength and power. And he says, as I was sent, so I am sending you. Think about that, church. As Jesus was sent into the world to be the hope of the world, to share the good news of God's love for us, to defeat the power of sin, so you and I are sent into the world. And then he breathed on them. He said, receive this gift of the Holy Spirit. You see, it's the Spirit. When we breathe in the Holy Spirit, that is when we can break the chains of our graves. That is when we can leap out of the graves and join in the work that Jesus has already begun. This is the work that Jesus calls us to 
as I was sent from the Father, so I am sending you, is what he tells us. And then he says something so extraordinary, so amazing that we cannot miss it. He says, if you forgive sins, they are forgiven. And if you don't forgive sins, they are not forgiven. This is such a bold proclamation. This is Jesus telling the disciples, because they have the Holy Spirit, because the holy of holy now resides within them, they too can forgive sins. They can go out and do the work of God in the world. As Jesus was sent, so are they sent. What's that curious part about if they don't forgive sins, they are not forgiven? This is not talking about the forgiveness that we have for each other. This is reminding us that grace is not cheap. That is not meant to be, the forgiveness of God is not meant to be given for us to continue on to do the actions we were doing before. When we break the power of sin, we have to stop sinning. When we speak for justice, we have to make sure justice is done. When we fight for peace, we have to make that sure peace happens. This forgiveness is not cheap. This forgiveness came at the cost of our life, of our Lord and our Savior. And Jesus wants to go in the world and break the power of evil through our lives, through our love, through our gift, through everything we have. I think that as we look at this and think about the idea of Jesus breathing in the Holy Spirit and breathing a new creation into them, it brings us back to the day when God breathed into life into Adam. Before Adam and Eve went and made their mistake and brought sin into the world, they had the breath of God within them. And then from that day when they chose sin over God and the, and the world was broken by that choice, until this moment when the life and the Holy Spirit was breathed back into them, the world was trapped in death and sin. But this moment in time when Jesus came and he comes to his disciples and he breathes the Holy Spirit into them, that sin is broken and Jesus has won the victory and so my question to us is why are we still in the grave? If Jesus has won the victory over your death, why are you still in the grave? Why are you still a slave to sin? Why do you still act as if you don't have Jesus in your life? You see, the Holy Spirit makes all the difference. It's the power that God is offering us. It will guide us. It will lead us. It will show us the way. You know, you see it in the disciples. They go from cowering behind locked doors because they are afraid of the Jewish authorities to boldly proclaiming that Jesus is Lord. I think about the story of not too long after Pentecost when Peter and John are walking into the temple boldly proclaiming who Jesus is. And they come across a man who is lame and cannot walk. And he begs them for gold. And Peter and John say, silver and gold we have no none but in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Get up and walk. This is the power that is being offered to us, church. I believe in the miraculous. I believe that through the power of the, of the Holy Spirit that we can break the chains that are holding us back, that we can break the chains that are keeping us from fulfilling our life and our call and our ministry in the world. God is residing in you. The Holy Spirit is within you. What is most holy is in you. I don't know what's keeping you in your grave. I don't know what has prevented you from following Christ through every moment of every day and to break those chains and come running out of the grave with resurrection power. But know that is a choice that you're making. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, those chains can be broken. Perhaps it's unforgiveness. Perhaps there's someone that you just simply cannot forgive. The power of the Holy Spirit will break those chains. 
and allow you to forgive that person, not because of what you can do, but because of what God can do. Perhaps it's addiction. Is there something into your life, alcohol, pornography, drugs, anything that is holding you back? Jesus has the power of those over those. Jesus has already broken the power in your life. Jesus has broke the power of the storm. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and get you the help that you need to win the victory today. Is it sin? Is it your lust? Is it your greed? Is it your desire to hate other people? Whatever it is, let us run out of that grave this morning. And so I ask you again, what grave are you lying in this morning? Please share with us on the comments so that we can pray for you, that we can pray with you. I know the grave that I always struggle with is I want to be in control. I want to be the one who decides my destiny. I want to be the one who decides what I'm doing when I rise, when I get up in the morning, when I live my life. But I need to give that control to God. I need to allow Jesus to help me run out of the grave of self-control and run out and do what Christ is calling me to do each and every day and each and every moment through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can all use this power to break whatever bondage is holding us back, to break the power of sin in our life once and for all so that we can run out of the grave. And may we burst out of excitement with the love for the world that God has for us. A person who is out of the grave you will see their life transform the world around us. And I think too often that we have seen the church and people in the church to see their lives too much like the lives of those around them. But we see, a, we see distantly of what could be. We see moments where the church is the church. We see moments where people run out of their grave and live in resurrection power. Just this week, I had numerous people reach out to me to say, David, if there are people who are hurting, I want to help them. That is the church. And so I beg you, if you are hurting financially and you need help, let me know. There are people who want to help you. Don't keep that to yourself. Let the church be the church for you. From things like Anthony coming to children's houses in an Easter bunny suit and driving and waving and bringing joy to children, to our youth leaders going to our youth people's house and to people who are hurting and bringing Easter baskets, to people wanting to help and calling me and saying, David, where can I help in our community? This is us rising out of the grave with resurrection power and saying there is nothing that will keep us down. There is nothing that will keep us from our God-called duty to be the light in the world. So church, we must be a life jacket of hope in a world that is hurting. We must be a place where people are hearing the good news and hearing what God is still doing in the world and we can do more if we get up out of the grave. 2,000 years ago, the most remarkable thing in history happened. A man took all the sins of the world onto his body, died for those sins, and for three days was in the grave. And then three days later, as, that, the, as dawn broke, the tomb was empty. He was resurrected. He has hope that we too can be resurrection people. Church, it is time that we run out of the grave and we proclaim with all that we have and all that we are that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Christ is risen indeed. I'm going to invite the band up here and they're going to lead us in another song. This song is a gift to you, church, to help direct your mind and your heart and your spirit to God so that you feel the power of the Holy Spirit 
And so I ask that the Holy Spirit, that Jesus breathe the Holy Spirit into you so you can come running out of that grave and be the church that God has called you to be. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.